This is the Carl DeMasi Sports Report. Excited to be back here again to talk about local sports. And that's what the show's about, local sports. Sponsored by Optum Orthopedics. We want to hear about your favorite local athlete, your favorite local team, your favorite local high school, middle school, Pop Warner football team, YMCA basketball team, City League. That's what it's all about. Let's talk about it. Let's let people know about it. On ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400, and FM 104.3. Good morning, Savannah and the Low Country. Welcome to the Call Demasi Sports Report brought to you by Optum Orthopedics right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400 and 104.3 FM. It's 72 degrees outside. It's cloudy. It's going to rain. So uh, I don't know if you have any outdoor sporting activities planned. Get it done early because the rain's coming through. And I'm Carl Demasi. I'm your host for the next two hours from 9 until 11 talking local sports. We'll talk national sports. We'll talk any type of sports you want to talk about. Just give me a call at 912-920-4441. But I got to tell you, I got a packed show today. I'm back after a week off. I went up there and watched the Bulldogs. Yes, I had great seats in the end zone. My wife and I had great seats. Visited the daughter. She's a senior up there. She's a diehard Georgia fan. She's on the road now going to the Vanderbilt game at 12 o'clock. But, uh, I mean, just a great atmosphere. Uh, I've been to a lot of Georgia games, you know, but it was against the lesser teams, the Division I AA teams, the, uh, the lower Division I teams. But I'm telling you, the, 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 electricity, the sights, the feel of big-time college football. I'm telling you right now, I'm getting goosebumps. I just love being there. I know the dog's lost. But you know what? My take on the game, before I introduce today's show, is that it's the defense. And my good friend, Stephen Elmo Weeks, who is a humongous Georgia Bulldog fans. He told me the defense would be the problem. And sure enough, it was. You knock out the first string quarterback. You're down two points. Third and seven, the kid comes in, happens to be one of our local coach's brother, runs for a seven-yard, eight-yard first down. Come on, Georgia. Come on, defense. Wake up. Get in the game. You can't give up 40 points every game. But I still love the dogs. I still love Mark Rick. Class act. One of the best coaches in the, the nation. Classic guy you want to meet. Walking out after the game, I'm in the tunnel where the players come in. And, of course, all the uh, state patrol guys around pushing people out of the way. And there's two recruits sitting or standing in front of me while we're waiting for the team to go through. And here comes Mark Rick. He taps the kid on his shoulder. He says, son, don't hate us. We tried hard. We tried to win the game. And he had a smile on his face. He wasn't upset. I'm telling you, I got the utmost respect for this guy. And, you know, for all you Georgia Mark Rick haters... You ain't going to find a better coach in the land. Okay, I got off my soapbox there. Go dogs today, 12 o'clock against Vanderbilt. Beat those Commodores up there in Nashville. Today's show, great lineup. We start off, of course, I'll get to the high school sports scores uh, from last night, the football scores. Uh, Calvary Day School, head coach, Mark Stroud. They're in the driver's seat for that Region 3-5, the Region 3-8 uh, first place spot. Cavaliers on fire. Went 0-2 to begin the season. Coach Stroud said he was going to motivate his young men. Sure enough, they've run four or five games off straight, and they're uh, they're a juggernaut right now. So Calvary Day School head coach Mark Stroud in the second quarter of the first hour. In the third quarter, we'll talk to the Armstrong Atlantic State University Assistant Athletic Director Robert Smooze. they got a big week coming up over there at Pirate Nation, Pirate Land down here on Abercorn Street. they got a lot going on, a lot of events, and hey, it's local. Let's talk about Armstrong Atlantic State Pirates. If you got something about Savannah State, give me a call. You got something about SCAD, Savannah College on Design. 
One of the best equestrian teams in the nation. Let's hear about it. Then we'll close it out in the first, in the fourth quarter of the first hour with a good friend of mine. And they finally got a win after 17 straight losses. We'll talk to the head coach of the Groves Rebels. The Groves Rebels. They won last night against Windsor Forest, and that's Greg Hunter. In the second hour, we'll open it up with the scoreboard in the first quarter. That's 10 to 11 with the columnist, sports columnist. He knows a lot about sports in this area, and he has a great article today about golf in the Savannah Morning News. Check it out. Stephen Elmo Weeks. That'll be at 10.03 in the second quarter. Second hour, once again, favorite part of the show for me, the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic Athlete of the Week. This young man has got to be one of the best quarterbacks in the area. We'll be talking to Memorial Day School senior football player Earl Washington the Matadors I always do that I apologize Mark Sussman uh, Michael Thompson I know that a blue thunder on on the football field it's just the old habit but they're the road warriors he'll, he'll be in here in the second quarter the second hour then we're going to talk it's only less than three weeks away the Savannah Rock and Roll Marathon with the coordinator, the sports director, the racing director here, the running racing director here in Savannah, Georgia, Robert Espinoza of Fleet Feet Sports, and then we'll close out the show. All right, let's go to the scoreboard. I got to do this quick. We got about three minutes to go before the break. Uh, well, we got a little more than that, but let's go to the scoreboard. Last night, Memorial Day School beats Edmund Burke, travels to Edmund Burke, beats him 47-0. Earl Washington, the quarterback, our guest later in the show, 12 for 16, 199 yards, three TD passes. Earl Washington. Brentwood comes to Calvary, takes on Bethesda, 48-8. Brentwood, but junior Shaheen Townsend rushes for 134 yards and has an 85-yard touchdown scamper for the Blazers of Bethesda. In Skeezer, Carlton Prep comes to play Bible Baptist. Bible Baptist all over Carlton Prep, 40-14. to Casey Hughes and Keenard Campbell combined for over for six touchdowns in the Braves win. Keenard Campbell went down with a late ankle injury. I hope the young man's okay. One of the most exciting football players here in Savannah, Georgia. Dorchester takes on St. Andrews at St. Andrews, and they win 31-3. The only score, was for the, the only score for the Lions was a 30-yard field goal, 38-yard field goal by Daniel Chisner. In Georgia high school football, Georgia High School State Association football in 5A. The big boys. Jenkins loses a heartbreaker at Effingham, 41-40. Jenkins misses the extra point to send the game to overtime. Effingham County wins. Brandon Carter, 228 yards. Uh, ran for 70. Had two rushing touchdowns and two deep passes. For Effingham County, Naeem Bartley ran for 145 yards on 27 carries, two touchdowns. And Arkeem Bird. For Jenkins, ran for 154 yards and two DDs. Groves gets their first win. They end their 17-game losing streak. Quarterback Shabri Davis goes 19 for 25 for 341 yards passing with three TD passes. Groves beats Windsor Forest 33-7. Richmond Hill travels to Ware County for a big first-place matchup, both undefeated. Ware County, tough place to beat Ware County in Gatorland. The Gators beat Richmond Hill 34-17. to Wildcat Jr., Ronnie Harris. Rushes for 109 yards on 11 carries. Wayne County beats South Effingham 42 to 26. And that was in 4A. In 3A, Beach takes on Applin County, goes to Applin County, loses 33-8 to the Pirates, who are in first place in Region 3A. Pierce County comes and takes on Johnson. Johnson is winning going into the fourth quarter, 9 to 8, but couldn't hold on. Pierce County beats Johnson 15 to 8. Adam Smashes and Coach Teddish uh, putting up a battle there last night at Memorial Stadium. In uh, Giza, double A, what do you want me to say? Benedictine, 
56 to nothing over Bacon County. Mikey Huggins, three TDs, three different ways, 63-yard touchdown pass, 28-yard run, 50-yard punt return. Um, unbelievable. Brad Stewart, another couple of touchdowns. And I met the young man up there at Georgia last weekend. He was sitting behind me in the coaches and recruiters box. And Brad Stewart being recruited by the Bulldogs. I'd love to see that young man play for the Bulldogs, put on that red and silver. In Class A, Calvary, 55 Jenkins County, 7. Michael Peterson throws four more TD passes. Jordan Walker and Robert Hayward both score two, D, two TDs each in that game. Uh, then we go to Savannah Christian goes to Portal. Savannah Christian, tough time right now. They lose the Portal, 10-7. Uh, tough one for the Red Raiders. They still got a shot because that whole Region 3A East Division is crazy. Uh, so we'll find out what sh- chances the... Uh, Savannah Christian Red Raiders have for making the uh, state playoffs. They lose to Portal. They travel to Portal and lose 10-7. Claxton comes to Savannah Country Day. Claxton is now was one of the favorites to give Calvary a fight for that first place spot. Well, the Country Day Hornets on homecoming pull out the victory, 35-33. And it was the high school game of the week right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, fueled by Enmark. Exciting game. Hunter Hatley throws four TD passes. Demetrius Robinson uh, scores two TD passes. Uh, ben Johnson has one. But i got to give a big kudos out to Yakovin Lee, only a sophomore, sacked the Claxton quarterback on the last series. Claxton scored. It was 35-33. They went for the two-point conversion. They failed. Onside kick. They recover it. But... Mr. Lee, two sacks to end the game there for the Country Day Hornets. Great win. Great game on ESPN Radio Savannah. And we'll be back here next Friday night when the Cavaliers of Cavalry take on Claxton again. This time at MC Anderson Field. Paulson right there at the corner of Paulson and 63rd. You got to love it. High school football game of the week right here on ESPN Radio, uh, fueled by Enmark. South Carolina teams, Hilton Christian all over Thomas Hayward Academy, 45-14. Hilton Prep beats Kings Academy, 42-10. Battery Creek beats North Charleston, 57-51. Where's the defense? 108 points. Bamberg Earhart beats Wade Hampton, 16-9. And Bluffton gets off the losing skid. They beat Ashley Ridge, 35-28. Well, that's the uh, scoreboard. A lot going on. PGA, Brian Harmon and Will Claxton both have made the cut. And they will be in the third round of the Shriners, the Shriners Hospitals Hospitals for Children Open. Tongue twister there. Shriners Hospitals for Children Open. It's in Las Vegas. Harmon is five under. Uh, Claxton is three under. Will Claxton from Swainsboro. Brian right here from Savannah. Christian and Savannah and Georgia. So uh, that's the PGA board. We're going to talk golf with Stephen Weeks. I mean, that man knows so much about golf. That's what we're going to do with him at the uh, first quarter of the second hour. Once again, this cannot happen without my sponsor, the people that back me, and that's Optum Orthopedics. They have 26 of the finest and best trained orthopedic surgeons in the region. They have a full-service outpatient surgery center, digital MRI, x-ray services, physical therapy, hand therapy in one convenient location. Optum Orthopedics, their doctor-led and patient-focused, is your best choice for comprehensive orthopedic care. And remember, they support our local athletes and our local sports. The center is located at 210 Eastern Avenue, right here in lovely Savannah, Georgia, where you can visit them on worldwide web at www.optumorthopedicssav.com. Sorry. Optum Health, 
www.optimizeyourlifestyle.com. They have a new uh, web, web um, URL. That's www.optimhealth.com. Check out their orthopedic section. Next up, we'll be talking more football with a team that's in first place in Region 3A, the small schools, and that's the Cavaliers of Calvary with the head football coach, Mark Stroud. They're in the driver's seats now. Big game next Friday against Claxton. It'll be right here on ESPN Radio. You're listening to the Call of the Massey Sports Report, brought to you by Optum Orthopedics, right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400 and 104.3 FM. And now, back to the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400 and FM 104.3. And I'm Carl DeMasi, and today's show is brought to you by Optum Orthopedics. Remember, it's the same great place, just a different name. Used to be Southeastern Orthopedic Center right there. 210 Eastern Avenue is now Optum Orthopedics. And it's all right here on ESPN Radio Savannah. AM 1400, 104.3 FM. Full moon, crazy games, uh, just an exciting time to be uh, at a football stadium to watch a football game. And this next team has turned it around. They got off to a uh, slow start. They were 0-2. And I, I talked to the head coach, and he was very uh, very straight, very upfront. He said, i got to motivate my young men to come excited and to play hard. Well, in the first two games of this year, Calvary Day School gave up. 70 points. In the last five games, they've only given up 26 points. They got a high-powered offense. They got a kid playing unbelievable quarterback, Michael Peterson. They got some great running backs in Hayward and wide receivers in Walker and Richards. But I'm telling you right now, it all starts with the man that runs the show. He does a great job. He's been doing it for a long time, roaming the sidelines, whether it was at Toombs County or it was it's here at Calvary Day School. Joining us now on ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400 and 104.3 FM hotline, good friend of mine, Great football coach, great man, and he does a great job with his boys, Mark Stroud. Good morning, Mark. Good morning, Coach. How you doing? Hey, Coach, I'm doing great. Friday morning, uh, Saturday morning, I'm still saying Friday morning. Saturday morning, I'm talking high school football, and I'm telling you right now, your Cavaliers have turned it around. I remember two or three weeks ago, we talked about it. Well, really, it's like five weeks ago, because uh, Landmark, Christian, uh, uh, sorry, Bryan County, and uh, you said, i got to motivate these guys. Well, Coach, what have you done to run off five straight games? I'll tell you, we just—I think we just went back to basics and uh, just reemphasize, you know, how important it is to play with great effort and just uh, make sure that everybody understood the standard of how you're going to play the game and what kind of effort you're going to play the game. If you're not one of those people, you're not going to play. And, you know, and it's a period of time we set some people and we moved some people around and uh, things we needed to do, and uh, you know, really just tried to get ourselves refocused about what was important. Uh, effort being the number one thing and uh, just playing very hard and playing very physical. And then, you know, we can start getting better if we can take care of that. And, and that's kind of kids bought into it, and, and they've done a good job with it. Well, I'm telling you right now, it, it's simply it's simply amazing the way they've turned around the defensive side of the ball. I mean, you've only, like I said, you, I mean, the first two games you've given up 70 points. The last six games, sorry, the last five games you've only given up 26 points. What, what was the difference in the uh, turnaround uh, with the defense? Well, yeah, I think, you know, we moved a couple people around. We were kind of experimenting early with a couple things uh, personnel-wise. And it looked good on paper, but it just wasn't a great fit for us on the field. And then um, and then just, you know, we just had to get some guys motor running. I mean, just playing a little bit harder. And, and you know, and even looking back on it, we only really had three guys returning on defense. I mean, we had a lot of guys 
that we knew had good potential, but you know, they had very little game time under their belt. So we were just a little off the mark early. So just a perfect storm of a few things made us where we just weren't playing really well defensively early on. But uh, you know, once those things started coming together, you know, effort, uh, a little bit more time on the field with some guys, putting some guys back in some places that they were more comfortable at. Uh, you know, all those things just you know sort of coming together, and the defense has played really well. Uh, defense staff has done a very good job preparing them, so you know it's it's been good. Well, coach, I mean, it's been a big turnaround, and we go to that offensive side of the ball. I mean, the offense has been. You know, on fire. I mean, 55 points last night against Jacob County. I mean, uh, the week before, putting up a lot of points. I mean, just on all cylinders right there. How do you credit the offense coming together after the first two games? Well, I think, you know, we've, we've you know, we, we really moved the ball pretty well the first couple of games also, but we're just, you're being able to be balanced. You know, uh, you know we're different at quarterback. Michael's a thrower, uh, whereas last year we were much more of his own lead team. And, uh, so, you know, we're able to compliment, you know, the passing game. He does a very good job hanging in the pocket and making some really nice throws. And, you know, and then we got some good backs that can run. And, uh, you know, the OL, OL folks up front did a good job protecting the quarterback and, and done a good job with the running game. So I think for us, just being very balanced. And, you know, when you can be balanced, you know how it is on the defensive side. If somebody's really, really balanced, it, you know, it creates some issues for you. So, you know, fortunately, we've been able to do that and, you know, and maintain some balance and maintain, you know, a good running game with a passing game. And that generally makes you pretty good offensively. So it's been good so far. Uh, you're talking about balance. You average 233 yards per game passing the ball, and you average 175 yards per game rushing the ball. And I know that was one of your big things when we talked five weeks ago about you want to be balanced, and that's come around. Now, let's talk about the young men. Uh, you know, Michael Peterson, I mean, the, the kid is on fire. I mean, he's the leading uh, by the stats in the Savannah Morning News. He's the leading uh, uh, quarterback in in the city. I mean, he's thrown for uh, over, uh, before last night's game, for over 13, uh, almost 1,400 yards, uh, Completion rate over seventy percent. How do you credit Michael being so good this year? Yeah, I mean he's, he's kind of that guy. I mean he, he's been that guy all along that we knew could, uh, you know, could really you know, throw the ball and, and he handles the game very well. You know, he understands, you know, um, he understands where he needs to go with the ball. And uh, you know, I mean a lot of our stuff we're doing some concept stuff. And, uh, we're off Good job. Showing those looks and practice, giving an opportunity to make some reads. But you know, he's just—he's—he's just pretty savvy kid on the field, and uh, he really thrives for the passing game. And uh, you know, he reads things out very—you know—typically very well. And the you know, biggest thing for him, I think, he just hangs in the pocket, and he's a—you know—nice, accurate thrower. I mean, when you can be accurate and hang in the pocket, generally in high school football, you're gonna—you're gonna be able to make some plays and. And he has. He's, I mean, he's just been really impressive. Um, you know, he's made some. He's made some really good reads. He's improvised at times and made some plays. And you know, he's he's definitely been a catalyst for us offensively. He's he's really been off the chart. Well, he's having an unbelievable year, and then uh, we got a, we got a, uh, about a minute left here, Coach. Let's not forget about your rushing, your running backs. You got a stable of rushing backs. Kirkland's rushed for over three hundred and fifty yards. Uh, uh, Hayward's rushed for over four hundred yards. I mean, just a great combination with those two kids back there too. Yeah, it is, and you know they they can both play either spot when you go two backs, and you know, and uh, they both have. Uh, we've been able to move Derek out to the 
some inside receiver also. And he's, you know, I think he's like the second lead receiver on our team right now. He's got you know a bunch of catches. That, you know, good game again last night. But uh, yeah, it makes it. I mean, you know how it is. It just makes it so much, uh, much, much better if you don't have to change personnel when you get a two back. And then also it makes it, you know, it's a great luxury to have you know two or three guys that can step back there and play in the one back set also. And both those guys can do that well. And uh, you've got a couple more guys that come in and play. AJ King comes in and plays, and you know, he's he's a he's a dynamic player also. So you know when you got a little depth there, you know it it really can you know can make your offense so much better. And then uh, and also I think it just kind of goes back to our defense a little bit. If the defense is playing really well, then you don't feel you know like every play is do or die offensively. You feel like you can take some shots, you can take some chances, and you can. Uh, you know, you can just be a little wide open because you feel like your defense has a chance to stop somebody. Yeah, I mean, it's been it's been a balanced offense, balanced defense the last five games. You run up five straight wins. All right, you got two left, and I know you're like me. You only take one game at a time, but you got two left, Claxton and Portal. You're in the driver's seat now with Country Day upsetting Claxton last night. How do you see the rest of the season there, Coach? Well, you're right. You, get, well, you do have to take one, one game at a time, and you, you can't get caught looking down the road too far at all, but really not at all. I mean, um, you know, Claxton is you know has got a quality team. We've seen a little bit on film, and they've got a very quality team. And you know, anything can happen on Friday night, as we've seen in the course of this year. I mean, anyone can get beat. Anyone can uh, you know, have a shot at winning. So, um, you know, we'll we'll just work really hard this week, prepare for Claxton, and, and that's the only game we'll get a chance to play. So that's the one we'll focus on, and uh, hopefully we'll come out and play a great game. I'm sure they'll they'll come out and do the same thing. Well, Coach, I'm looking forward to Friday night because you are the high school game of the week right here on ESPN Radio Savannah. Uh, looking forward to it. You against the Tigers. Always a great game when you take on the Tigers. Uh, been there plenty of times when you went to the Pecan Grove and it didn't turn out good. So uh, I wish you the best of luck. Look forward to seeing you this week and keep up the great work, Coach. Appreciate it, Coach. Thank you. That's Mark Stroud, the head football coach of the Calvary Day School Cavaliers, on a 5-0 and run after losing the first two games. They're running on all eight cylinders. Offensively, they're a juggernaut, whether they throw the ball or run the ball. Defense has only given up 26 points in the last five games. That's like five points a game. Great job. And that's our Friday high school football game of the week right here on ESPN Radio Fueled by Mark. I'm excited about it. But we got to go to break here. Next up, we're going to be talking a little pirate sports, pirate athletics. That's the Armstrong Athletic State University Athletic Department has a big week coming up. It's Pirate Fest. We'll be talking to the Assistant Athletic Director, Robert Smooths. Stay tuned. You're listening to the Call of the Monster Sports Report brought to you by Optimal Orthopedics right here on ESPN Radio Savannah AM 1400 and 104.3 FM. And now, back to the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400, and FM 104.3. And I'm Carl DeMasi, and today's show is brought to you by Optum Orthopedics. Remember, it's the same great place, just a different name. Used to be Southeastern Orthopedic Center right there, 210 Eastern Avenue, is now Optum Orthopedics. And it's all right here on ESPN Radio Savannah. 
AM 1400 and 104.3 FM. Well, we got colleges in the area. They got a lot going on. We got Savannah State. We got SCAD. Of course, we got the Armstrong Atlantic State University Pirates. And next week kicks off Armstrong's Pirate Madness. And they're going to have a lot of events going on. And, I mean, I'd love to tell you about them all. But, you know, this man is in charge of what's going on with marketing promotions. He's the assistant athletic director. He's been there now for four years. Joining us now on ESPN Radio Savannah, Savannah AM 1400 104.3 FM hotline is the assistant athletic director in charge of promotions, operations, whatever goes on to get people to know about this program. And it's a very successful program, Robert Smooze. Good morning, Robert. Hey, Carl. Good morning. How's it going there on this Saturday, beautiful Saturday morning? Outstanding, outstanding. We got volleyball this afternoon at 2, so we're ready to roll. Well, volleyball is has been one of the top programs in Division Two, soccer, baseball. But I'm telling you right now, you're trying to get the fans to come down here, down Abercorn Street, make the left, and uh, come in and see what's going on. You got a big week starting. Uh, you're going to start off with the golf tournament. Tell us about it. You got the Armstrong Golf Tournament, which I think is the second annual at the Savannah Quarters, right? That's right. 8.30 in the morning on uh, Friday morning. It's our annual fundraising golf outing. It goes to support scholarships and uh, other operating needs. So plenty of spots still open. Uh, Savannah Quarters is a great course. It's, it's the home of our... Uh, nationally ranked Pirates men's and women's teams. And then we roll right into that. Uh, we have soccer at 3.30. Then we, we roll right into Pirate Madness, our uh, tip-off to the basketball season. I mean, you know, there's uh, Duke Blue Devil Madness, uh, my last school, Florida State, Seminole Madness. So this is our version. It's going to be a fun night. What, what goes on? Uh, what goes on it? Uh, what are you going to do at this Pirate Madness? I mean, you're going to have the golf tournament going on. You have the luncheon afterwards. Then we come back and we get to see the uh, get to see the basketball teams. What's going to go on? Are going to be playing games? Are there raffles? What's going on? We got all kinds of things going on. Uh, we will introduce the teams to start off. We'll have free pizza, free T-shirts. We're going to be throwing out. The uh, women's basketball team will take part in a three-point shooting contest. Uh, then the men's basketball team will take part in a slam dunk contest. I'm hoping to get some. Uh, Local celebrity judges out for that. We got a faculty student basketball game going on that evening, and then the highlight: uh, one Armstrong student is going to have a chance to win uh, free uh, spring semester books. Wow, not a bad deal! And now you're going to be also introducing your two new coaches. You got Coach Evans Davis, who takes over the men's program from Coach Luther, and then you got Coach Bullock, who takes over. Uh, I'm getting a blank right now. Good name. Good. Um, the boy, the men's, co- the girls' coach that left. Schmidt, uh, Matt Schmidt. She's taking over for match. Great energy. Uh, I think the girls are really excited. So it should be a good season. And like I said, Evans Davis getting bumped up from the men's team. Uh, already seen a couple of practices. A lot of energy there. I think uh, both seasons are going to be really good. So and then Saturday morning we've got the Treasure Walk, which which benefits the BJ Ford Scholarship. BJ is you know the pioneer of Armstrong Women's Athletics. She was the softball and women's basketball coach back in the day. Uh, so two years ago, some of her former players started a scholarship uh, in her honor. So she'll be out there to help kick off the treasure walk. And uh, Shelby Duff from Effingham County received the first B.J. Ford scholarship. That's going to help her finish up her degree this year. The treasure walk is at 10 a.m. on Saturday morning. We do a nice little loop around campus. And then we got a tailgate at 2 o'clock uh, before uh, the soccer game at 3.30. There's also an alumni softball game. At 1 o'clock, I know B.J. Bennett's wife, Amanda, is going to be up coach first base for the all my softball game. So it's just a, a huge weekend for Pirate Athletics. B.J. Bennett from three and out? 
Yes, sir. His wife, Amanda, played softball here for us a few years back, so she'll be up uh, coaching first base. Wow, you learn something new every day. So B.J. Bennett has a little tie there to Armstrong Atlantic State. Uh, that's great. His wife's going to be there coaching first base. I mean, it, it sounds like a great weekend over there. And, uh, you know, let's go one step further. Then uh, don't you, have the, uh, you have the Battle of the Marsh against Savannah State the following weekend, right? That's right. On uh, Halloween night, October 31st, we'll be heading down to Savannah State. Women takes on uh, the... The Tigers at 6 o'clock. The women won the Battle of the March last year in overtime, so they're going to look to defend their uh, crown. And then at 8 o'clock following up, the men's team will go. So it'll be a good challenge. It's always a good environment when we go over to Savannah State to play the, the two teams. So we're looking forward to being over there October 31st. So it's this year it's at Savannah State instead of being in Armstrong Atlantic, uh, the Battle of the Marsh. Don't forget, we got the golf tournament coming up on Friday the 25th. We come back uh, that night. We got Pirate Madness. Meet the new coaches of the men's and women's teams, Coach Davis and Coach Bullock, and then you can meet the teams and watch them, and then we go right away to the next day. B.J. Ford is the epitome of women's athletics in the United States. Title IX changed everything, and she was one of the uh, forebearers here in the Savannah area. Great lady, great person, and it's, it's such an honor when you you, you get your players to come back and want to do this for you, isn't it, Robert? Certainly, certainly, yeah. Like I said, it's just a great weekend for Pirate Athletics. And, and all, uh, the uh, Pirate Madness is free. It's open to the public, so don't worry about it uh, You know, being charged to get in. So it's just a, a great event, great time to come out and see, see the Pirates. Well, Mike, anything else special that we got to look forward to coming up uh, besides that big weekend next weekend? Like I said, we got volleyball going on, 2 o'clock, battle for first place in the Peach Belt Conference. Volleyball is ranked 21st in the country. Then next weekend, uh, women's soccer, 14th in the country. So uh, things are going great here at Armstrong. Well, Mike, always a great job, and uh, I do apologize that I had you down as Robert. <laughs> it, That's it's right. Mike's... Maybe, maybe you're thinking of Coach Joe Robert, so it's, it, it happens. <laughs> well, you're doing a great job over there. I do apologize. And that's Michael Smooth, the uh, assistant athletic director, and uh, does a great job. A lot going on in Pirate Land. And uh, Mike, one of the best programs, Division Two programs in the United States. Thanks, Carl. I appreciate all, all the support you give the Pirates. Okay, go Pirates. And that's Michael Smooth, the assistant athletic director. Remember, next Friday... October 25th kicks off with the golf tournament at Savannah Quarters. You can go online and uh, email jennifer.rushton, R-U-S-H-T-O-N, at Armstrong to uh, find out more information. Then you come back Friday night, we got Pirate Madness kicking off the Armstrong's men and women's basketball season, uh, showcasing the players, new coaches, Coach Evans Davis and Fela Bullock. And then we go the next day honoring B.J. Ford, one of the leading ladies uh, that got all the athletic program started over there for uh, women's sports. Great person. I mean, I could sit and talk to BJ for hours and hours. And then don't forget the following uh, week, October 31st, Halloween night, we got the Battle of the Marsh over at Savannah State. Armstrong takes on Savannah State. Just a great, great, great uh, atmosphere when that game takes place. Next up, we'll be talking a little Rebel football with the man that finally got the Rebels, their first win after 17 straight losses. That's head coach Greg Hunter. You're listening to the Call of the Massey Sports Report brought to you by Optum Orthopedics right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400 and 104.3 FM. We'll be right back. And now, back to the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN.
ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400, and FM 104.3. And I'm Carl Demasi. I'm glad you could join me. You're listening to the Carl Demasi Sports Report, brought to you by Optum Orthopedics, right here on ESPN Radio, Savannah, AM 1400, 104.3 FM. Well, being a football coach, I know what it's like when it, uh, your wins are far and few between, and there's nothing like a win. I usually do my college segment here. We talk about the local colleges, but I had to get this guy on, get his, uh, get his insight, what went on last night on the uh, Groves Rebels' first win of the season, beating Windsor Forest last night, 33-7. to Good friend of mine was my defense coordinator when I coached at Groves. Just so you know, on tap today as far as college football goes, Georgia Southern is, an off, is off Savannah. State goes to Bethune-Cookman, 4 o'clock start. UGA, University of Georgia, is at Vanderbilt, noon kickoff. Georgia Tech takes on Syracuse at 12.30, home in Atlanta. And tomorrow, the Falcons take on Tampa Bay. I know that has nothing to do with college, but that's the next on my list. They take on Tampa Bay at 1 o'clock. But let's talk about the big win last night for the Groves Rebels out there at Garden City Stadium with the head coach himself joining us on ESPN Radio Savannah. AM 1400, 104.3 FM hotline is Greg Hunno. Good morning, Greg. Good morning, Coach. How's it going? You got a W? How do you feel waking up this morning with that W under your pillow? Coach, I kind of forgot how I felt. But uh, it's always good to get a win, especially uh, in the region that we're playing in. No, it's not an easy region with Effingham County and uh, Glen and Ware and Richmond Hill and, uh, you know, Windsor Forest and Jenkins. It's, it's a tough black and blue division. So, you know, Greg, it's the first time in 17 uh, games you guys come out with a win. What, what, did you, what did you think your team took away from that win last night? Well, I hope they just kind of took away the, the value of perseverance. They, they've worked hard over and over again each week and, and and I can see improvement over the course of that time period and um, hopefully that uh, with this win under their belt they'll they'll uh, strive to do bigger and better things next week and in the weeks to come. Well, I mean, your quarterback, Shabri Davis, over 341 yards. Hey, it sounds like you like me throwing the ball all the time. I know that used to give you fits because, you know, when you throw the ball, there's only one good thing that can happen, right, Coach? <laughs> yeah, there's only a couple of things that can come out of it, and two of them are not good. But uh, he does, uh, he's been doing some of the little things and, and gradually seeing the field a little bit better. He's just a, a junior, and, and um, you know, hopefully this game – will uh, open his eyes that uh, some of the things that we've been preaching is finally sinking in, and, and we'll see how it plays out the rest of the year. Well, I mean, any any high school student that, or player that throws for 341 yards had a great night. How about rushing the ball? Anybody stand out rushing the ball? Um, Devin Nixon had a, had a pretty good game, and, and the last totals I heard uh, was he had about, a, I think, about 135 yards. He's a primary ball carrier and, and does a good job uh, on both sides of the ball. He's a he's a two-side player. He plays linebacker. Last night he had to play middle linebacker uh, just because of our lack of depth. And uh, he, He's got a bright future ahead of him. Now, you know, talk, you, you just said it, lack of depth, and uh, I don't think a lot of people understand uh, – 
people who are just novices of the game of football that, you know, you got 11 guys on offense, 11 guys on defense, you got to get 11 guys on special teams. Lack of depth plays a big role in how you play out year, doesn't it? Well, it sure does. I mean, we, we started the year with, with around 40, and, and I think we got probably about 26 on the roster last night. Uh, for a variety of reasons, you know, we just, our, our numbers are kind of dwindling, but uh, I think uh, they finally kind of uh, plateaued, and, and I, I think we're going to pretty much stay right around with the numbers that we have. Well, you know, uh, it, it's kind of funny because we're, we're playing teams that are double, and some of them are triple the size that we are, and we're just kind of uh, doing the best we can with what we got. Well, that's that's what you got to do. You got you can't worry about what the you know what the cards. The cards are going to come out. You got to go out there and play and do the best you can. And uh, with the victory under your belt, I mean, you got to feel happy about it. So, uh, give us your uh, insight of what practice will be like, getting ready for uh, a very, very good Ware County team. Well, we're not going to change practice a whole lot. We're just going to we're going to sit down and watch film and and uh, see if there's you know and and there won't be any uh, any flaws that. Uh, we can find them what they do, but uh, Warrior County is is the number one team right now in our region, and uh, you know it's going it's going to be a a difficult week ahead of us, no doubt. But uh, we're going to go down and do the best we can. Well, I know uh, this is from a coach's perspective. Uh, three tough games on the road. Uh, how do you think your uh, team's going to take going on the road for three straight weeks? Well, actually, we we. Uh, we only this is our last away game. Our last two games are, uh, which will be our homecoming, which will be November the second against um, Effingham, and then we finish up our, our last game on November the eighth with uh, Bradwell. Both of those two come to us, so uh, if we can get past this one more road trip, you know, it's uh, I won't say clear sailing, but at least. At least we'll be selling close to home. Yeah, I do apologize. I was reading where the schools were from instead of looking at where the game is. <laughs> yeah, it's tough I think you... things get turned around quite a bit. So it's... <laughs> yeah, and especially when you need glasses and you don't have them on. That really hurts. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But uh, tell, tell us quickly about this region. Uh, I mean, very tough region. Uh, who do you foresee? I know you guys, it's a long shot, you know, making the playoffs, but who do you foresee will be the four representatives out of this region? Well, I know it's going to be Ware and Richmond Hill, and then it's going to be a battle out of um, probably Glenn, Evingham, and I think Bradwell's got a shot, but uh, I don't think uh, they can. any one of those three can make a whole lot of mistakes from here on out. Yeah, it looks. You know, what about Jenkins? You think they got a shot at it? Jenkins has got an outside shot, and, and obviously we're we're pulling for them because they uh, they are our local. Uh, well, they're in Savannah, um, but uh, you know if they if they take care of some some possible upsets, I'm, I'm not sure how their their remaining season plays out. But uh, yeah, they definitely have a shot to go as well. Yeah, they they finish up Windsor Forest next week, and then uh, they're at on the road the last two games. And I'm reading it right; they're at Richmond Hill, and then they're at Glen Academy. Yeah, they're gonna have to take care of business. They lost a tough one last night. 
Yeah, 41-40, went for the uh, extra point to tie. They missed it, uh, wound up with a one-point loss. And uh, I know uh, when you play Effingham County after you get through where, it's it's homecoming. But it seems like when Groves plays Effingham County, it's a battle of the counties right there because it only used to be Effingham County and Groves used to be the only team on that border. I mean, it's it's got to be fun knowing the Rebels are coming to Garden City Stadium. Yeah, well, it's, uh, it's one sure thing that the Rebels will win, but uh, Effingham <laughs> has uh, really improved uh, over the last couple of years, and and uh, they've always been good, but uh, they, they stepped it up a notch this year, I believe. And, uh, you know, no, it's not going to be a fun game. They're, they're, they're a very good opponent, and, and um, we're just going to do our best. Well, Greg, uh, like I told you earlier this morning, congratulations. Uh, you work hard. You're there for the kids. Uh, not many, well, um, people should notice by now you're, you're a Groves graduate and come back, and you've been at that school for a long time, and uh, you bleed black and gold. And uh, once again, best of luck, and uh, always fun watching what you do, and uh, keep up the great work no matter whether it's wins or losses. I know you care about those kids, and you love Groves High School. I do, Coach, and I appreciate it, and you're my favorite uh, sportscaster, so keep up the good work yourself. And you'll always be my favorite defensive coordinator. <laughs> well, as we always it, say, as we always said, go Rebels. Go Rebels. Have a good one, Greg. Enjoy the rest of the day. I'll talk to you during the week. That's Greg Hunter, the head football coach at Groves High School, breaking their 17-game losing streak, winning last night, beating Windsor Forest. I mean, if you want to talk about a coach who loves his school, who graduated from school, comes back and gives to the community where he grew up, lives in the same house that he grew up in, the man loves Garden City, Georgia, and he loves Groves High School. And, uh, you know, when he leaves that place, they're going to be missing a big, big, big part of that school because the man, the man is true, truly black and gold and a rebel through and through. Well, we're going to go up to hour number two. Hour number two, we're going to start off with the sports columnist, Stephen Weeks, talking about local golf. Then we'll get into uh, the athlete of the week with uh, the quarterback who's having a great season for Memorial Day School, Earl Washington. And then we'll talk to the director, coordinator of the Rock and Roll, Savannah Rock and Roll Marathon, less than three weeks away, Robert Espinosa of Flea Feet Sports. Once again, you're listening to the Call of Demasi Sports Report, brought to you by Optimal Orthopedics. And remember, they're doctor-led, patient-focused. Right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400 and 104.3 FM. we got to go to intermission. We'll be back in about five minutes. Stay tuned, and thanks for listening. This has been the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400, and FM 104.3. This is the Carl DeMasi Sports Report. Excited to be back here again to talk about local sports. That's what the show's about, local sports. Sponsored by Optum Orthopedics. We want to hear about your favorite local athlete, your favorite local team, your favorite local high school, middle school, pop water football team, YMCA basketball team, City League. That's what it's all about. Let's talk about it. Let's let people know about it. On ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400, and FM 104.3. <laughs> 
Good morning, Savannah and the Low Country. Welcome to hour number two of the Call of the Mousy Sports Report, brought to you by Optimal Orthopedics right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400 and 104.3 FM. It still hasn't uh, got a little, uh, it's still a little cloudy, hasn't rained yet, but you got to love it. You can get out there and do something in Savannah, Georgia, any time of the year. And I'm Call the Mousy, and we're talking local sports right here on ESPN Radio Savannah. We just finished hour number one, talked to Calvary head coach Mark Stroud. We talked to the assistant athletic director michael smooths about pirate fest we just got off the uh line with greg hunter grows finally winning a game after 17 straight losses and now we're talking in hour number two we're going to start off with a quick high school scoreboard football score then we're going to get to what's going on here in the golf with the columnist stephen weeks and then we'll do our weathering team chiropractic clinic athlete week in segment number three sorry segment number two no segment number two yes with uh earl Washington of Memorial Day School, quarterback having a phenomenal season, and we'll end it up with the man from uh, Fleet Feet Sports, Robert Espinosa, talking about rock and roll, uh, the rock and roll marathon. Let's forget about the scoreboard. Joining us right now on the ESPN Radio, Savannah, AM 1400, 104.3 hotline, is the columnist, Stephen Weeks. Always a pleasure to have you on, Stephen. A lot of golf going on, a lot of good information. Great article today. Check it out in Savannah Morning News. Give us a lowdown. What's happening here, buddy, with golf? Hey, good morning, Carl. It's, uh, it's good to talk to you. Well, you know, actually, Savannah's uh, kind of a hotbed for golf right now. There's, there's actually kind of a lot going on. Uh, as I described in my column, this morning in the Savannah Morning News, um, there's actually a pretty cool event that's about to take place next week, starting on Halloween at a Crosswinds Golf Club. It's called the Seaport Open Call, and it's actually a professional golf tournament for uh, you know for, for sort of mini tour players. And I actually think it could end up being if they if they do it right, Carl. I think this could end up being a really uh, a really cool event for the city of Savannah uh, to draw some of these sort of young stars down to uh, to play a fall event uh, in Savannah. Well, you know, Crosswinds gets, uh, you know, I, I talk about, I hear a lot of people playing over there. Tell us about Crosswinds. I mean, I've never got out there to play on that course. What's it like? Yeah, it's a, uh, it's a unique golf course in that it is right next to the airport. And, in, uh, you know, I, I don't know that it's necessarily scenic, but it's, it's always in good shape. You know, Chris Galea, Galea. Golf properties, uh, they, they, they own and run Crosswinds and they manage, uh, Henderson Golf Club for the county, for Chatham County. They've always got it in good shape and I think they'll, you know, they'll, they'll make it really hard when these professional golfers come in. The Seaport Open was, uh, was actually created a couple years ago and they played it at Southbridge Golf Club and actually it was won by Gene Sowers in his first event, his first tournament. After that uh, skin condition that he that, that actually nearly killed him, so it was a, got off to a great start. Had some struggles, you know. They didn't they didn't play it last year, but they're come back. They're you know they're 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 gonna uh, start it up again this year. And uh, I just think it comes at an interesting time. It's right in the middle of the first and second stages of Q school, of qualifying school for uh, professional golfers, and it's after all the other mini tours are done. And I spoke to Mark Silvers yesterday. Of course, we all know who Mark is. Won uh, the Golf Channel's Greenbrier uh, Big Break Show, and has had a lot of success on the mini tour, on the mini tours, uh, the NGA Tour. Uh, has played some Web.com events and a couple of PGA Tour events. Mark thinks this is exactly at the right time. It's a great way for the guys to uh, to stay competitive, sharp, and also 
you know, make a little money at a time when there's not a lot of options out there to make money. Yeah, now that web, uh, the you know, Silvers and Wolf uh, get to qualify for the Q School, which is uh, something that a lot of golfers want to. That's how they make their next step to the PGA, right? Well, you know, Q School's changed a little bit, Carl. Uh, the, the way that you used to qualify for the PGA Tour was there were three stages of Q School, and if you finished at the top of the leaderboard in after the third stage, you know, you went on to play on the PGA Tour. It's not like that anymore. Uh, the way that they do qualifying for the PGA Tour now is through the web.com tour. You have, they actually have a series of fall events similar to the FedEx Cup on the PGA Tour. And at the end of the, uh, the web.com playoffs, they call them, the top 50 go on to the PGA Tour. So now what the guys are doing is, is qualifying school is to, <clears throat> to qualify for, for playing status on the web.com tour, which then, you know, um, gives you an opportunity to play your way onto the PGA Tour. So it's a little bit different than it used to be there. They've increased the emphasis on the web yet, the, the sort of the minor league aspect of the web.com tour. Um, and that's what Mark and, uh, you know, Mark Silvers and Chris Wolf, who played at Armstrong State, uh, you know, a, a good a good while ago, and has been extremely successful in the mini tours. Those guys are, are going to start Q School up the, up in Pine Mountain at Callaway Gardens on Tuesday. You know, hopefully they'll get through first stage and second stage and have a chance in third stage to, you know, to, to get that uh, all access playing privileges on the web.com tour. Because that's what these guys really need, Carl. They need places to play you know where they can get experience but also make money and and uh sort of build their resume so that's what they're really playing for is just to have the opportunity to tee it up every week and get comfortable and get in a rhythm uh you know as a professional golfer i mean that, that's pretty unique that now the uh, the pga has their own minor league i mean that's pretty pretty unique that's pretty exciting to know that i know there's so much with golf with different levels and uh you know more about than i am as the you know you'll call the golf junkie in the savannah morning news so uh i gotta give a big shout out to my man davy clay i had the pleasure of coaching him in high school basketball baseball and football and uh he always was an avid golfer taking home that uh wellington island club crown yeah, yeah, Davey Clay, man. He's uh, I, I covered him when he played basketball at St. Andrews, and uh, I didn't really know he was uh, he was a golfer, but he won the club championship over at the Women's Golf Club, and that's a that's a you know that's a good club with good players. So that's anytime you uh, anytime you take home a trophy, you've done you've done something you know pretty good. <laughs> um, yeah, this is the season. Fall is the time of year when they when when the clubs play their club championships, typically after the summer, and so. And you know, Savannah Golf Club and the Landings and all those guys have, have played. Danny Nelson uh, won the the Landings Club Club Championship. Uh, he made a bunch of birdies out at the Deer Creek Course at the Landing, so that was pretty exciting. And then can't uh, can't you know can't forget to mention that Toby Brown Jr. won the Club Championship at the Savannah Golf Club, and uh, that's a pretty cool story because his dad, Toby Brown has been the head pro at the Savannah Golf Club for about 30, 40 years. So he's, wow. That was an all-in-the-family kind of a win out there for Toby. And, uh, you know, I'm, a, I'm actually a member of the Savannah Golf Club, and we were all really happy and excited to see Toby get his name scratched on that trophy because he's a, he's a terrific man, and, uh, and his dad has certainly been a, a big part of uh, the Savannah Golf Club's history and legacy, you know, uh, over the, the last few decades. 
That's definitely a legacy, definitely. And then the last thing you uh, touched base on is the McQuillan, McQuillan Memorial tr uh, Tournament set up for Jimmy McQuillan. McQuillan. Yeah, the, the, McQuillan uh, the McQuillan Tournament to benefit the Savannah Junior Golf Association is a terrific tournament. It's going to be played Monday. And, uh, you know, check out all that contact information in the column. Actually, the other big news in our in our area, Carl, is that O.C. Welch, everybody knows who O.C. is. It's, oh, yeah. Go see O.C. with the GOAT. The car sales with goat, and he's he's obviously done extremely well over the years uh, with you know uh, yeah his his car dealerships, and he's obviously come up with some unique advertising campaigns. We all know about the goat <laughs> and his grandson and all right. that stuff. Well, now let's see. Looks like he's going to get into the golf business. He he has come to an agreement with Black Creek Golf Club up in Ellabel, Georgia, a little bit uh, a little bit north of here in Bryan County. Uh, he has purchased or, or agreed to purchase uh, Black Creek Golf Course, and of course, OC's made news also by saying he is going to, uh, you know, he's going to put a, put a proposal on the table to to uh, take over management of Bacon Park Golf Course too. And from what he says, Carl, he's going to pump a ton of money into Bacon Park, as much as nine million dollars. Wow! Make well, I don't know. I don't know if you yeah. want to touch that. Because we've talked about it, and I don't know if you know that was public knowledge with Bacon uh, Bacon Park. I was shocked to read when I read your article this morning. I was shocked that he was getting involved in Black Creek. Apparently, he's decided that he wants to uh, be in the golf business, and he's jumping in with you know he's jumping in the pool with with both feet, as they say. He, um, it's going to be interesting to see how this shakes out. You know, the Bacon Park saga. I've covered it now for close to a year. It's really been quite a little soap opera with. Uh, you know, uh, Bob Elmore and, and EDR management, you know, looking like they were going to get back into the game, and then they pulled out again, and now, you know, they've reopened this proposal process, and OC, OC is saying that he is going to put a proposal in. It's a proposal that would take the golf course back to 18 holes, and they're going to try to restore as close to possible the original, you know, Donald Ross design from 1926, and that's the... Wow. That's the course we typically play for the Savannah City Amateur. Um, so, if, you know, he, he's got he's got ambitious plans and aspirations for Bacon Park, and it really just remains to be seen now. Number one, you know, will the city accept his proposal and and, uh, and allow him to take over that contract? And then number two, how much of what he's saying can he really do? Can he really, you know, is it really possible to restore that golf course or or dress up to, you know, put lipstick on that pig. I, I don't know. <laughs> uh, it's been uh, it's been a long time since Bacon Park right. was was truly a, a a playable golf course. It's it just it's had so many troubles with maintenance and flooding and you know every other natural disaster you can think just of. Just the location. Perfect. Just the location. It's, uh, All right, I got to give you a minute drill right. here. One minute drill. Okay, I know we're jumping off the links. We're going to the football field. You are exactly right, and I always tell you when you're right. You said the defense would be the problem last week. It was. I was the jinx going up there to watch Missouri play uh, Georgia. They traveled to Nashville. Give us your quick insight on Vanderbilt taking on our Bulldogs in Nashville. Well, Carl, I got to tell you, as a Georgia fan, unfortunately, I think Vandy's going to hang 35 on us too. And if we win, uh, if Georgia's able to win, it'll it'll be another high scoring thing, 42, 35, or 38, 31. I don't think the defense is capable of stopping literally any Division One college <laughs> football team. I I just don't see them getting any better. In fact, 
it's arguable that the defense has gotten worse <clears throat> as the year has gone on because now, in addition to making bad physical plays in terms of not tackling and not being in position, we're actually causing we're, we're causing ourselves more trouble with with uh, with penalties and. Uh, other things like that, so calling timeouts and stuff like that, middle mistakes too. So I, I think Vanderbilt's probably going to get us today, Carl. I think uh, I wouldn't be surprised to see Vandy win this one, thirty-one twenty-four. Well, Stephen, I know you called it last week. I'm not, I'm not doubting your word because I know you love your dogs as much as anybody in Dog Nation. Uh, once again, thanks for the recap. Great article in the Savannah Morning News. Check it out about the Seaport Open and other little tidbits about golf in this area. Once again, I'll talk to you during the week, and I appreciate you coming on. Thank you, Carl. Have a great show. Take care. You too. Stephen Weeks, the columnist and known as Stephen Elmo Weeks from the Savannah Morning News. And he's, uh, you know, writes about other sports too. Just a great job. Covers high school sports, covers any local event. Does a great job. Check out his article today in the Savannah Morning News about all the little golf little tidbits going on. And it's the Seaport Open could be the next big thing in Savannah Pro Golf at Crosswinds Golf Club. Next up. The Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic Athlete of the Week, Memorial Day School Senior Football Player, the quarterback, Earl Washington. You're listening to the Carl DeMasi Sports Report. This cannot happen without 26 of the finest and best trained orthopedic surgeons backing my show in the region. They have a full-service outpatient surgery center, digital MRI, x-ray services, physical therapy, and hand therapy in one convenient location. Optum Orthopedics is your best choice for comprehensive orthopedic care. And they support our local athletes and our local sports. And the center is located at 210 East Durant Avenue right here in beautiful Savannah, Georgia. Or you can visit them on the World Wide Web at www.optimhealth.com. Next up, I'm going to say it again. I stopped myself. Next up, Blue Thunder football. Stay tuned. We'll be talking to Earl Washington of Memorial Day School. You're listening to the Call of the Monster Sports Report. Brought to you by Optum Orthopedics right here on ESPN Radio, Savannah. AM 1400 at 104.3 FM. We'll be right back. And now, back to the Carl DeMasi Sports Report. Sponsored by Optum Orthopedics. On ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head. AM 1400 and FM 104.3. And I'm Carl DeMasi. I'm glad you could join me to... Quarter number two of the second hour of the Call of Demasi Sports Report. And remember, this is all brought to you by Optum Orthopedics. They're doctor-led and patient-focused right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400 and 104.3 FM. This segment is always a lot of fun. I love getting the kids in here. And this is the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic Athlete of the Week. Hey, if you got a kid, whether he's in middle school, he's in peewee football, he's in college, or she's in college, or she's playing sports, hey, just give me a Give me a message at the Call Demasi Sports Report on Facebook. You can email me at kdemasi at hotmail.com. Uh, you can give me a call on my own phone, 912-507-9158. You can uh, text, me, text me. Uh You can give me a tweet on Twitter. I mean, I want the good kids on here. I want you guys to nominate them. I don't mind going out and get them because there are a lot of great kids out there. But it's special when it comes from the coaches, from the parents, from the people who are watching these kids. I mean, it's special for me, too, because I watch just as closely as anybody else. But it's all about your kids. Get your kid on the radio show. It's a lot of fun. It's good exposure, and they love it. And I'm telling you right now, this kid has had an exceptional last two, three, whole season, if you want to ask me. I mean, right now, he's rushed for over, well, this is not including last night's game, for 857 yards. He's passed for 690 yards. He accounted. He has accounted for over 22 touchdowns from Memorial Day School. I mean, two weeks ago, 
in a win against um, Trinity Christian. He was 11 of 18 for 299 yards, three touchdowns, rushed for, for 46 yards, and another touchdown. Last night in their 47-nothing win over Edmund Burke. Edmund Burke, I don't know why you chose Memorial Day School for your homecoming. But anyway, Earl Washington was 12 for 16 for 199 yards with another three touchdowns. And he's been recognized as the Enmark WJCL ESPN Radio Player of the Week, the Savannah Morning News Player of the Week, the WTOC Player of the Week, and now he's the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic Athlete of the Week on the Call of the Mossy Sports Report. Joining me right now in the ESPN Radio, Savannah, AM, 1400, 104.3 FM studio, is Earl Washington. Good morning, Earl. Good morning. Hey, I mean, you're having a phenomenal season. Uh, yeah, you got to be having a lot of fun over there at Memorial Day School, and I know, you know, Coach Sussman's got his Blue Thunder shirt on, and uh, he's proud of what you guys do over there. Michael Thompson, a product of that school, coming back and leading them to state championships. But I'm telling you right now, you're having a great season. I mean, I mean, football. I mean, it's a great sport, and I know it takes it takes time. It takes you know skills to learn what you're doing. But I mean, when did you start playing football? And what's what's so much fun about playing football? I started playing football when I was ten. And the reason I started is because I grew up around football. My mother played, my brothers played, and I grew up around football, so I just started playing. Your mother played football? Yes, sir. Where did she play football? She played for the Rough Riders. It's a flag football team. She played quarterback. So that's what made me What's the better arm, you or mom? Me. Okay, we'll go with that, okay? <laughs> so, uh, so mom's been involved with the family's been involved with it. But what's so much fun about playing football? What, what do you like most about the sport? It's just that you can go out there and have fun. It's not a one-man team. You have to go out there and work with others. It's just like life. You have to work with others to get far. I, I mean, agree. You, you learn a lot of life's lessons from uh, football, discipline, dedication, commitment, being somewhere on time, doing your part. It takes teamwork no matter what you do, whether it's at a job or in a sport, which is great. Uh, now, do you only play quarterback? They only let me play quarterback. Last what would you like to play there, Earl? Last year I played punter and kicker, but my ninth grade job I played free safety. Okay, so now you played quarterback, you played defensive back, you played a specialist role. What do you think the best skill, what, what is your best skill when it comes to the game of football? Quarterback. Quarterback. And what, is it throwing? Is it running? Seeing the field? You know, how does it come about? When I see the field, I just go and I can throw with tremendous strength and accuracy. So that, that gives me... Well, you know, you, you, your head coach there, Michael Thompson, was a high school quarterback and went on to Georgia Southern. Uh, you know, has, has he been rubbing off on you? Does he help you see the field yes, and everything sir. else? Yes, sir. Me and him, on another level, it's like brothers, coaches, and the father figure because we have so much things in common, lifestyle and quarterback. It's great to know that you look up to him as your brother, as your father figure, as a as a parent. I mean, he, he, he can be one of the guys, too, sometimes. And uh, I'm telling you right now, I had a coach against him. He was one tough player to stop, I'm telling you right now, whether it was on the football field or the basketball court. Uh, so now, you're a quarterback, and uh, you, you're, you're really good at it. You're having a great year. You're running the ball, pass the ball. But there's got to be a routine that made you a better football player. What routine did you use, or what routine have you been following to make you a better football player? School first, practice, weight room, and film. Hey, I'm glad you got your priorities straight. School first, who comes out? Who does that come from, mom or your coaches? 
Mom and coaches. Mom and coaches, yeah, because, you know, college coach can come in, and I've said this over and over again, I know it's redundant, you know, college coach can come in, he knows you've got skills, he knows you're a player, but the first thing is going to ask you, coach, your grades and what kind of character you have, so I'm glad you're on top of that. Now, coming into the season, you guys are always in the thick of things, you've been in the playoffs, the championship a number of times, uh, you know, what, what goal did you set for you, Earl Washington, before the team's goal? What goal did you have coming into the season? I set a goal for myself to get better and better each day so I can help my team move forward throughout the season. You well, know, you, you've been doing a good job. Any specific goal, passing, rushing, uh, touchdowns? or just Passing. Passing, yes. moving the chains. Now, as far as the team goes, I mean, you guys you guys have been there, championship, two state championships, uh, four out of the last five years, and I know Coach Sussman, he's the historian over there. He'll correct me if I'm wrong, but uh, what was the team goal? Our team goal is to win, take it game by game. Don't look forward into the season. Take a game by game. Move slowly. You're not looking for the last three games in the season. You got to just take one at a time, man. Eh? One at a time. One at a time. And right now, you guys are six and uh, seven and one overall. You're three and zero in region in uh, Georgia Independent Schools Association uh, Class Double A. Doing great so far. Now you got to talk about your brothers. I mean, the brothers on the team. I know you talk. Coach Coach Thompson is like a brother, but he's a little more, you know, yeah. father figure. You know, he sets the tone, discipline. Yes, what about sir. the guys you play with? Who's having a good season besides you? From freshmen to seniors. Everybody's playing a big role at what they play. They're stepping up big time. We have a freshman linebacker who steps up big time. We have freshman linemen. We have we have a whole bunch of underclassmen that's playing big roles throughout the team. And you, know what, you only have, what, 25 guys on the team, so everybody has to play a role, right? Yes, sir. A lot of you guys, a lot of your friends going both ways, a lot of your uh, teammates going both ways. Yes, sir. A little envious of that? You want to be doing that? <laughs> I try to, but the coaches try to save me. <laughs> well, I can tell you right now, and uh, you know, I'm going to take a side here. Uh, I'm only co right now. We're, I'm only coaching the JV team, but my quarterback, he wants to play strong safety. But you know what? Without that quarterback, without him on the field, we're not going to be in the ball game. So I'm not going to let him take the chance of getting hurt. So I can understand, coach. So he's doing it for the best interest of the team, and believe me, he has the best interest of you. And uh, you know. He's a great guy. He played at uh, Memorial Day School, Michael Thompson. Tell us more about Michael Thompson as a coach, okay? What, what, what is he like? Uh, and the other coaches on the team, if you want to mention them too, tell us what they're like. Our coaches, when they see you messing up, they tell you mess up going full speed. Because if you mess up going full speed, you always do something right. And they don't, they don't let you down. They pick you up. They help you get better and better each day. And we go from there. Well, I mean, it's great philosophy. You got to play a game speed. You got to practice game speed because if you don't, you practice. You, you don't play like you practice. So if you're practicing hair speed, it's not going to happen on a Friday night. Which I guess you realize that because of your coaches. Uh, so yeah, I mean, Coach Thompson, Coach Sussman. What does Sussman mean to the for the to the football program? I mean, the man wears so many hats. What does Coach Sussman mean to you? <laughs> it means a lot, Coach Sussman. He's he's over there just for the fun. He makes you laugh. He picks you up. He he doesn't like to see you down. He, he keeps your spirit up. He wears a lot of hats over there. He's got yeah. a, you know, a lot going on there to keep those programs going. He does a great job with it. Now, let's talk about it, okay? Let's put the football aside. Do you play any other sports uh, during the school year? Basketball and track. Basketball and track. Okay, here's a tough question for you. I didn't give it to you before you got in here. Which one do you like the most? <laughs> football. 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 You know that's going to be. Now, as far as football, okay, uh, I mean, do you participate in anything else besides sports at school, or is it just your athletics? I'm in the National Honor Society at school. Good deal, good deal. You got those grades up there. That's great. That's impressive. Uh, and as far as anything else besides National Society? FCLA. 
I mean, fellowship of Christian athletes. I mean, good organization. You believe in what's going on. I mean, you know, you sound like you, you're really enjoying your experience at uh, at Memorial Day School. What's first day high school sports? What has high school sports meant to Earl Washington? Now it's your senior year. You're going to be leaving uh, Memorial Day School, whether it be the Blue Thunder or the Matadors. You know, tell us about Memorial Day School. What's meant to you? Memorial Day School means a lot because not only we have good uh, athletics, our academics, our teachers, our administration. They're good. They, our teachers break it down to where you can understand everything, and our administration they help you out. They counsel you. It's a good school. They're there it's for a, you. Yes, sir. And that's what it comes down to. They're there for you, and they're, they're 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 helping you out. And I know I put the two questions together. Let's take high school sports, and that was my first question, which I tried them both together, which I didn't mean to do. So, tell us about high school sports. What has the experience been playing high school sports at Memorial Day School? High school sports has been great is getting me ready for the next level of college play and you never know what can happen you never know what can happen so you go out there and do your best and hopefully the ball fall where it's supposed to fall and you just led into the next question which is great you know talking about college sports uh you know i guess football is what you want to do yes sir and have you got contact with any uh schools or anybody drop you some letters couples of colleges savannah state mercer North Carolina A and T. Are they looking at you at quarterback or are they looking at another position? Quarterback. That's what you want to do. I mean, going to Savannah State is not a bad deal. And you know, I wish this is my personal feeling. Savannah State, Armstrong Atlantic. I know they don't have football. Scad. But if you want to continue playing at the next level, staying home is not bad. And especially Savannah State can give you the money to stay home. I mean, that's not a bad deal. And plus, you get your friends, your family come watch you. And uh, I mean, how is that looking for you? Is that you leaning towards that, or you want to see your other options? I want to see all my other options before I make a big deal. Okay, now. You, you want to go to college, you know, because yes, athlete, you're not going to be an athlete all your life, okay? Yes, you have any uh, plans for the future, what you want to be? Crime scene investigator. Oh, a little, little crime scene investigator, being in the police department, uh, you know, check out all the uh, what's going on with all the crimes and everything else. You're yes, not a bad field. Any schools that you uh, got in contact with have that field? Have you looked into that? I, my, uh, one of the administrators, she helped me out, and she showed me that Mercer has a good one. Good school, so, good program, up and running. Yes, sir. Division one, double A. Yes, sir. The Mercer Bears. Well, Earl, you've done a great job this season. It's not just two weeks ago or last night. It's the whole season. You're having a phenomenal year. Uh, people are recognizing you. They're giving you all these awards, and you deserve it because you worked at it and you earned it. So. This week, you are the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic Athlete of the Week for October 19, 2013. Earl Washington from Memorial Day School Football, known as the Blue Thunder. Keep up the work, great work. Uh, best of luck in the next couple of games and uh, playoffs. And you never know, Memorial Day School could have another championship. Thank you. You're looking for that ring, right? Yes, sir. Good job, Earl. Thank you. And that's Earl Washington, senior quarterback at Memorial Day School. Once again, on the season before last night's game, he has... Uh, Rushed 82 times for 857 yards. That's 10.5 yards a carry. Not too shabby. 12 touchdowns, 122 yards per game. Passing-wise, uh, he's 35 for 59, well over 60%. For 690 yards, once again, this is before last night. 10 TDs. Uh, he's only thrown three interceptions. Not a bad ratio for a high school quarterback. Doing a great job. 
Earl Washington from Memorial Day School, the Blue Thunder. Next up, we'll be talking a little Savannah rock and roll with the race director from Fleet Feet Sports, Robert Espinoza. You're listening to the Call of the Monsey Sports Report, brought to you by Optum Orthopedics, right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400, 104.3 FM. And i got to give a shout-out to my sponsor for this award, and that's the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic. Your back hurts, another body part hurts all the time, it makes you mad, the pain drives you crazy, you just want to pick something up and throw it across the room? Well... If you can, at the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic, you get complete chiropractic care and pain relief to help you move better, have a less painful life, and of course, achieve a healthier life. So visit Dr. Bart Weatherington at the corner of 17th Avenue, Waters Avenue, at the Weatherington Chiropractic Clinic, and they will help you with all your chiropractic needs. Next up, you heard me, Rock and Roll Marathon. We'll be right back. Demasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400, and FM 104.3. And I'm called Demasi. Today's show is brought to you by Optum Orthopedics. Remember, same great place, just a different name. Used to be the Southeast Orthopedic Center. Now it's Optum Orthopedics at 210 Eastern Rand Avenue, right here in lovely Savannah, Georgia. And this is all right here, brought to you on ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400, 104.3 FM. And once again, I'm Carl Demasi. I'm here every Saturday morning talking about local sports. And uh, this next event is always a big one here in Savannah, Georgia. And I'm telling you right now, we packed the house. It's a great event. I mean, I come to work every, uh, you know, when I go to work uh, during the week. But uh, every Saturday morning when I come here, I meet people all over the place running, jogging, groups of people working together. And I bet you they're preparing for this big event. And that's, of course, the Savannah Rock and Roll Marathon. It's a big event. A lot of people signed up. We'll get all the specifics in two seconds because this man is what I call the race guru or the running guru of Savannah, Georgia. And that's Robert Espinosa of ES, Robert Espinosa of Flea Feet Sports. And he's joining us now on the ESPN Radio Savannah AM 1400 104.3 FM hotline. Good morning, Robert. How's it going? Morning, Carl. How you doing? Hey, I'm talking about the Rock and Roll Marathon. It's uh, less than three weeks away. It, 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 the, the, the hype about it, the excitement about it is unbelievable, and uh, there's no better person to talk about it than you because you're the coordinator, director, you know what's going on here. So where do we stand compared to last year, and uh, how's, the, uh, how's the excitement going? Well, the numbers look really good there. Um, we are actually already over last year, which was just over 18,000. The way things are pacing right now, remember they added a relay where, uh, you know, the runners will run just over six miles each. Um, the, the folks that are doing that are going to register at the last moment. So we're not even seeing the rush from the people doing the relay. So we're anticipating anywhere between 22,000 to 24,000 this year back uh, to where we started the first year. Unbelievable. Did you expect it yeah. to be this big? <laughs> you know, I heard you talking about uh, people out running. We just put a race on for uh, the Diabetes Foundation, and we we actually drove by uh, the church there or by Skidaway State Park. The parking lot's completely full of people training for the Rock and Roll Marathon. It's, it's actually our training group. Uh, I forgot they were going to be out there, so... Um, there's probably two or three hundred out there training right now. They're just finishing up their their 22 milers, so uh, they're preparing, just getting ready to rest. So, uh, and I and I agree with you that people are out running everywhere. 
I mean, it's it, it's it, it's it's phenomenal, and it's not it's not a fad anymore. It's a trend. People are getting into this so much; it's unbelievable. And I mean, you see it more than I do. What's what's the reason for everybody getting into this? Whether it's the marathon, whether it's running five Ks. I mean, how can we explain this, Robert? <laughs> you know, there, I mean, you could explain it a couple ways. I think probably the best way to explain it is just talking to Savannians that tell you. Um, well, Savannah takes a little bit longer uh, to do things and to make things happen. So I think what's happening right now is you're seeing Savannah uh, in a running boom. And um, where most cities, big cities, went through their running boom 10 years ago, uh, Savannah is going through their running boom uh, right now. So, uh, And we like that. We, we don't mind that because we get to invent certain things and copy certain things. So... That's what's happening in this town. And not only is it just runners, it's encouraging people who haven't run to walk. And then eventually, two or three years down the road, they're jogging. And then eventually, they're running. It's it's all just a big cycle uh, that to keep uh, the city moving because, you know, between the football players, the baseball players, the basketball players, exercise only makes you a better person. So uh, we, we love it. Yeah, but you know, I could see like the first year with all the, but this every year that's all these people are talking about. It, it, it's 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 a crazy. I don't think it's gonna. I don't think it's gonna fade out. I really don't. I think uh, with the publicity it gets and the the health benefits it gets, this is something that we're gonna see in this town for a long time. And especially if it keeps on growing on the rate it's growing. Oh yeah, I agree with you. We're because we're actually. Uh, I'm not giving away any secrets, but we're actually uh, meeting. Just got done meeting with Mizuno. Uh, we're talking about bringing a major women's half marathon to Savannah in 2014 where you could see over 10,000 women from all over the world coming here to run a half marathon, so a weekend for women. And then we're also working on a relay event uh, from uh, the beach to downtown uh, Savannah. That's in the early stages, but all that feeds off of the bridge run, the Craig run, and mostly the rock and roll marathon because... Um, you know, people want new things, and it's our job to bring them new things. And I mean, you, you throw in you throw in the music because I got to be honest with you. When you run, it, it, if you don't have your you know your headset on or your 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 you know I used to call it a Walkman, okay, or your radio, but you you have bands located throughout this whole marathon. So instead of running the traditional marathon like the Boston Marathon, the New York Marathon, the Chicago Marathon, you got you got excitement, you got music, you got people that are there. It makes it a little more fun, doesn't it? Yeah, oh, absolutely. I mean, that's the. That's the beauty of it is you have to um, no longer, uh, in the early stages, we worked on putting on a run. That's what we did. Uh, but uh, now what we're doing and the, and the way to, to increase participation is not to do runs, but to create an event. And so that's what we do now. It's a happening. So we can't walk around the city telling people to run because it's good for their health. What we can do is put on really creative and fun events so when people do that event, they go out and tell their neighbors and their friends and their family, you really got to come out and do this event. It's a lot of fun. It doesn't have everything to do with just running hard, but a lot to do with having fun. Wow, unbelievable. And there's another thing that I love, and I don't know how many people know about this, is that schools and dance teams and cheerleaders can get involved, and they can win a first-place prize of $1,000 cash. Yeah, they have. I mean, the most creative water stops, the most exciting people. So it's just, again, the beauty, the beautiful thing about it is it's just not the 
the um, uh, the runners that are going to make this event happen. It's like you said, it's the cheerleaders and the water stops and the businesses are going to come out and support that event. So it includes everybody in the city. That's the beautiful thing of it. And the neighborhoods are going to be competing for the best neighborhood. So it's just, it's nonstop, and that's what we love about it. And what we see the same thing feeding off of the bridge run and, and all that kind of thing, too. So, we're, it, I, Carl, it's going to go on and on. And I think what it does is, run, you know, running is a tentacle to every other sport. So, you know, I do see lots of football players, baseball players, and basketball players out there now saying, hey, I am going to do something at the bridge run. And, again, that's good because all it does is it brings us together as a community. Uh, I know we're against uh, the clock here. I know you and I can talk about this for another hour. Uh, quickly, oh, yeah. uh, in about a minute, give us the specifics. Uh, they can go to fleetfeetsavannah.com, find out more information, how to register. When's the cutoff, Robert? Uh, well, you can register you know, right up uh, to the day before the event uh, at the um, Trade Center. So you can, you know, don't stop registering. And, again, here's a, here's a reminder. The relay, lots of people are going to be doing the relay, so they're going to wait till the last minute to register. You don't have to run 13, you don't have to run 26, you can run a little over 6, and uh, and there's nothing more fun than a relay to create a competitive atmosphere. Well, I appreciate it, Robert. Keep up the great work. This is That's Robert Espinoza. He's the coordinator of the Savannah Rock and Roll Marathon. Go to fleetfeetsavannah.com. Click on the Rock and Roll Marathon uh, icon, and uh, you know you can you, you know you can be part of this big event already. We're at eighteen thousand people signed up. Unbelievable! Keep up the great work, and like I tell you all the time, Robin, anything that you got to tell us about running in this area, just give me a call. We'll talk about it. All right, Carl. Thank you very much. I appreciate all your help, and uh, we're looking forward to ending up the year with a lot of great events. All right, Robin. I'll talk to you later. Yes, sir. Take care. Robert Espinosa, the director, the coordinator of the Savannah Rock and Roll Marathon. Over 18,000 people signed up already. Unbelievable. I also got to thank another sponsor, Russell Sporting Goods and Trophies. You're a coach, parent, local organization. You need uniforms. You need cleats. You need sports-specific shoes. You need running shoes. You need basketballs, baseballs. You need a scorebook. You want to give uh, trophies, plaques to your employees or your team. Well, you can find all your sporting goods and trophy needs at Russell Sporting Goods and Trophies, located at 5 Oglethorpe Mall Annex, right behind the Oglethorpe Mall, right here in Savannah, Georgia. Remember, Russell Sporting Goods and Trophies is a Savannah family-owned business, and they've been in business over 45 years. So stop by and get some great help from Russell, Rusty, Mike, and Jed at Russell Sporting Goods and Trophies, and they will help you with all your sporting goods and trophy needs. Well, the next segment's going to be short. We're going to wrap up the show. Once again, you're listening to the Call of the Monster Sports Board brought to you by Optimal Orthopedics right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 14 and 104.3 FM. We'll be right back to close the show out. And now, back to the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400 and FM 104.3. And I'm Carl DeMasi. I'm glad you can listen. This is the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, brought to you by Optum Orthopedics right here on ESPN Radio Savannah, AM 1400 and 104.3 FM. Well, I'm telling you right now, i got about three minutes left, and uh, this, this, this second hour went really quick with Stephen Weeks and uh, Earl Washington and, and Robert Espinoza. It's just a lot of fun. I can't believe it's already over. 
But, you know, I got to put this man on the spot. He's working aboard right now. He's the host of Three and Out, heard every day here on ESPN Radio uh, from 3 to 6. And that's KT, as I call him, but it's Kevin Thomas. And uh, he's got a little perspective on uh, what he sees about the Georgia and Vanderbilt Commodores going at it today. Well, KT, give me your, give me your opinion. Georgia or Vandy? Oh, I think Georgia's going to win. I mean, I, I think they're a better football team than uh, than Vanderbilt is. And, you know, uh, pardon the pun, a wounded dog uh, going up to uh, to Vanderbilt and uh, certainly didn't expect to lose to, to Missouri. I think it'll be a close game, but I think Georgia too much on, on offense, especially especially if Todd Gurley plays. I know they've played that very close to the vest, but if he plays, I think Georgia's going to have a good day today. I'm telling you, this is like a rivalry game. Since a couple of years ago, when we had that fight on the field and uh, that skirmish, I mean, Vandy's turned. Vandy's done a great, great job turning that program around. It's going to be a dog fight, and like you said, I think the wounded dog wants wants to eat, and I think uh, Georgia comes away with at least at least a ten win victory here. Absolutely. Well, well, Coach, you know how it is. I mean, James Franklin's done a great job of, of changing the culture around at Vanderbilt from one where they, they hope to compete to one where they think they compete. But uh, I know as a coach, uh, if you had a kid like, <laughs> like Todd Gurley on your team, it uh, wouldn't take too much coaxing to turn around and give him the football. Hey, and J.J. Green isn't too shabby, and neither is the Douglas kid. So, uh, you know, I don't think it's their offense. I really do think it's the defense. I hope the defense shows up today. And quick, Georgia Tech and uh, Georgia Tech at home against the Q's, Syracuse, the Orange Men. I think Georgia Tech wins. If they don't, uh, they'll be in big trouble the rest of the way. They've got Virginia and Pitt, which then become uh, questionable games. And then, of course, they've still got a showdown with Clemson and a showdown with Georgia at the end of the year. So uh, today, the next two after this one, very, very crucial. And locally, Savannah State going to Bethune-Cookman? You know, I, I, I think Coach Wilson's going to get another one in, in the win book uh, before the season's over. I think today's going to be a good day to try to get that done. Well, Kevin, I appreciate it. And, of course, the man that helped me out in the first hour, Philip Lyons. And I didn't, you know, I got to put this together again. I keep on asking the kid his name. And Marty Lyons from the, from the, the, the SAC Exchange, the green machine, when I uh, was a big Jet follower. Great job, Philip. Uh, Kevin, always a pleasure. I appreciate your help. Hey, no problem, Carl. Thanks much. And once again, you've listened to the Call of the Mossy Sports Report. It's flew by. The two hours is over. Keep in mind, we'll go right back to ESPN Radio, national program after I'm done. And every Saturday morning from 9 until 11, you can listen to the Call of the Mossy Sports Report brought to you by Optimal Orthopedics right here on ESPN Radio, AM 1400 and 104.3 FM Savannah. Remember, whatever you may be doing today, whatever it may be, always, always hit it out of the park. And until next weekend. I'll be back. Have a great week. And remember, we got to be rooting those dogs and those jackets on. Go dogs, go jackets. This has been the Carl DeMasi Sports Report, sponsored by Optum Orthopedics on ESPN Radio, Savannah Hilton Head, AM 1400 and FM 104.3.